Marina Allen is back with a new album titled Centrifics. When we last spoke, Marina had just released her critically acclaimed album, Candle Power. So now we find Marina in Maine, where she tells us what she's been doing since then. Well, I went on a bunch of little tours. I went to the UK, um, and then I was writing another record. Right. And um, I recorded it last year. And yeah, so it was as soon, basically as the, my Candle Power came out in June, and yep. then I went back into the studio um, in July. So I just kind of got to work making this centrifics, which is right. that one's yeah. Because I think I read somewhere that you kind of put yourself into some kind of self-imposed six-month seclusion. To yeah, write. is that true or not? It is true. I would. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It's not. It was pretty disciplined, but it was. It was just more. Um, it, it was just. It was just how it happened. It wasn't right. necessarily. I mean, I, I was, I wanted to, to make it quickly because I, I felt inspired. Right. So it was, yeah, it was easy, you know, in a, in a strange way. And what was the source of that inspiration? Anything particular or you were just vibing on creativity? Just, yeah. <laughs> I think it was just easy for me to get started um, since I, I feel like I'm kind of a late bloomer. So yeah. In, ter- in terms of sharing music right. so it was it was um it's all in my head though because that's not actually really true but um it was just easy for me to start because I felt like so and yeah so energized basically from um the candle power cool cool so I also read that uh making this record it was aspirational and I was just wondering a, if that's true as well and what were you if so what are you aspiring to achieve <laughs> I guess it was aspirational in the sense of um I guess I think of aspiration as not really realistic like and I I definitely re- relate to that that I I I made the record in a sense like kind of over my head and I bit off more than I could chew. And I went in with like a lot of ambition um, with it. And what came out maybe was, I kind of knew that that wasn't going to be the result necessarily, but it was, I think I use, I said this before, but um, I always, the way that I thought about it was that I threw a rock into the ocean and then just figured out a way to swim to it as quickly as I could. So right. it was, yeah. it was just rather than the slow submerging into each step, it felt like I just had to, to go and figure it out and stumble on my way. Uh-huh. So out of the 10 songs that comprise the album, is there one that kind of kicked things off? Was there one that once you wrote that one, you go, okay, now here we go. <laughs> trying to remember <laughs> I think there were a couple that I there were I mean in my head the way that the record works is is so delicate you know the way that it was sewn together uh-huh. feels really delicate but hopefully powerful yeah. I feel like there's like a couple different songs that are if there were if there was just like three songs and those songs were on an EP it would feel so disorganized but right. they all 
so yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say because I don't think one is like the cornerstone of the the album. Right. Um, my personal favorite is the last song, which is awesome. called Gardener's Island. Right. Um, yeah, I, I don't, it was just really fun to write and um, it feels exciting to me. So Straight lines or serpentine A tree is still a tree is still a tree Gardner's Island is in Long Island, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And what what's happening in Gardner's Island? Do you spend time there? <laughs> no, I don't at all. I was I was on my friends from Long Island and I was, we were taking a day trip to Montauk and um, she was, I had never seen Gardner's, Gardner's Island or heard about it at all. And she was explaining to me, and she's also a landscape architect. And we were having this long conversation about um, nature and what like constitutes as the natural world. And especially on the East coast, everything. So I, everything got farmed out like a hundred years ago for agriculture and stuff that most, you know, as from what you see, it's not necessarily like the nature in the sense of what we, what we want to believe it is. But what's funny about Gardner's Island is that since it's owned by this one family, since, you know, I think they like bought it from like a pirate or something i forget like the legend As you do <laughs> yeah in like the 1600s or something so it's just there's actually there is old growth on uh-huh. that island and the fact that it's private and sort of policed so that people it's just kind of this hoarding of natural resource in a way in such a funny it just really got me thinking i don't know it was a very inspiring conversation and um a lot of that song is about the kind of the concept of not being able to see even even understand really what like wildness is even mm-hmm. when it's so close to you because of people with money being able to make that private right right oh i see i see what <laughs> yeah. you're getting at yeah yeah <laughs> I love the little, I think it's a saxophone that's kind of fluttering at the oh, end. Oh, yeah. Yeah, beautiful. my friend Marta, she's, they're amazing. And yeah, they really did a great job. Yeah. And with that in mind, so you worked with a guy named Chris Cohen, is producing most of the record. So how did you and he work together? Well, Chris is, I don't know if you know his music, but he's an amazing musician. And um, yeah, I mean, I it was more, I forget really even how we started talking. We're in we we were were in a friend group i guess we both live in la right and um he's a bit older than me and he, he's just such a sweet person that is such a lifer kind of musician and um yeah i think a lot of my peers really look up to him including myself and i i forget we somehow were talking about i don't know some business side of music at one point and um, he kind of, I forget who mentioned it, but anyway, we just kind of fell into a conversation about him making my record or producing it. And, um, so yeah, it was, it felt like it just fit together and 
um, he really taught me a lot because he's he really, yeah, like I said, he's such a, he's so dedicated to music in the best way, mm -hmm. you know, and has such a really great musical ideas and also integrity. So it was, it's really easy to work with him. So was it making this record much different than making uh, Candle Power for you? Yeah, it was. I mean, Candle Power is a collection of songs that I put together um, over the course of like three years, probably. Uh -huh. And Centrifics was written all in that one kind of incubation time. Right, right. And, um, and then the making of it was much more scheduled and um in in a more kind of direct collaboration with people mm. um i think with candle power there was so much time and i had to i was it was all diy so i was kind of i was a i'm a waitress and so i was trying to come up with money to fund right. <laughs> you know it was it was just much longer and more laborious in a, in right. a way or a different kind of labor, I guess. Right. So with that in mind, how does that affect the out, what we hear, the way that you made the two records, do you think? Um, I'm not sure how you'll hear it, but I, I think for me, it feels like centrifics feels a little more direct uh -huh. and um, it feels for me, like it's timestamp of a particular um, feeling that I was in because the songs were all written in the same time period. Um, it's explorative, but it's pretty focused in a way that I think Candle Power, I was much more consciously trying to, to make a stream of a logic together since it was um, there's so many, so many more things that I could have chosen to, to, to build, if that makes sense. Like mm -hmm. I had to kind of make up a storyline or a, a loose kind of narrative or a sense of what candle power was while centrifics, that was just like the organic right. nature of it. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, so we talked about the last song on the album. Let's talk about the first one. It's called what? Celadon? Celadon, yeah. Pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> so so yeah. why is that? Well, tell me about the song. Tell me why it's leading off the record. Um, well, actually it wasn't originally going to lead off the record. Um, and then I, it, the getting better, which is the second track was going to be the first track for the longest right. time, how I right. really thought about it. But then at the last second, um, it felt like since Celadon has more instrumentation and it's sort of wacky in a way, there's lots <laughs> of different imagery and it, it's a, it's a, it's more of like an introduction to the to the fullness of the what I hope is the fullness of the record. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of I I did Google the term because I didn't know what it was like some something to do with pottery is that right glaze of some sort. Yeah, it's a kind of glaze that um, in ancient China 
jade was too expensive. So they developed this pigment called Celadon. Um, and it looks exactly like jade. And that's, yeah, you'll a lot of ceramicists use it instead of, or not instead of jade. But it, anyway, it's it's just as, to me, it's just as pretty as jade. Right. It's sort of this like imposter. Um, and so <laughs> I was just really, I mean, I think it's a beautiful word, first of all. And I just, yeah. I like, it felt fitting for the song. Good. I see you have a video out for Super Reality. I do. Uh, and uh, there's like horns, it sounds like, and strings and all that. So uh, tell me a little bit about that one, if you don't mind. All these curses turn to joy and left alone. Fear makes me wrong, but said aloud, cried over, yelled out. Truth gets spoken, it's a super valid. Yeah. That one was really fun. I mean, it's a pretty simple song until the last minute. Um, and <laughs> how how we figured that out was um, actually my friend Ben Varian, who was a huge part of the the instrument instrumental arrangement aspect uh -huh. of the, the record. None of that was like technically arranged, aside from just deciding what player was going to overlap the next player like it's not it wasn't like it was notated in any way and we um we had all of the horn players there was a trumpet um saxophone and then we had a cellist a flautist we had all of the instrumentation come in and just improvise on like an f or something like that I, i'm forgetting now right. um and then we would just overlaid it in and in, in the mix and made it seem like this orchestra that was i wanted it to have this sense i love in when you go see an orchestra um i love the sound of everyone tuning together right and right i just kind of wanted to have that <laughs> there's a clap that reminds me i don't know if you've heard the concert for bangladesh uh, oh, yeah. Harrison thing <laughs> at the beginning of it they have ravi shankar yeah. Uh, on it. And he's literally tuning his thing and he's done and everybody applauds. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they thought it was yeah. one of his tunes. That, yeah. <laughs> That's a great moment. <laughs> <laughs> now, another song I wanted to touch on is My Stranger. Uh, lyrically, yeah. there's some interesting things going on there. And uh, getting the feeling that I have this uh, now image of you being in seclusion writing these things. So, yeah where where were you kind of mindset wise when you were composing left lost to my own mind rest wrong on my own damn pride hiding my tears through the I saw it coming. Oh, I mean, that song is so, to me, the most like, well, I don't know, maybe not the most, but in my head, it was always kind of almost this country ballad. Uh -huh. um, I think I had, I think it was one of those, one of those moments of, of writing where 
like I had a couple days of restlessness with not really knowing where something was going in writing. And then I, I remember waking up and kind of loosely kind of finally finding the mood of the song with that one. Um, and it's about, it's just about, you know, the hard truth of self-acceptance um, and the difference between self-acceptance and self-improvement. And I think a lot of the culture focuses on improvement. Um, and for me, definitely that's been, I mean, and it's, it's good to a certain extent, but yeah, I think I was just kind of tired of improving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting too good. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, the problem with it is that you just are never, you're never quite good enough. So yeah, yeah, right, I yeah the whole thing was, yeah, about, um, <laughs> Just realizing, you know, that like you can change, obviously, and I, I, I really believe that. But you can really only change so much, and that's right. also okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I like the line, "What good smelling fear if I'm the danger?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I can be. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you can have your nose up or paranoid or bad thoughts about other people, but ultimately, it's all it's all back to you. <laughs> right, right. So once the record's out, and I assume you're going to do some live shows, how are you going to present these songs? Um, well, I have my record release show on the 21st of September in um, Los Angeles. And I want to have, you know, all the people that played on the record right. play on the show. But um, in terms of touring, I mean, I really like, I really like feeling free to determine that depending on the venue or right. the kind of tour. I really like playing solo and um, that's been working for me lately. Huh? And, um, it's cheaper. So it's <laughs> well, there is that. Really that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I assume you have, a, it's easier to kind of connect with your audience if it's just you and them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just such a different, I, I play different songs it's just, if it's just like totally different show, but um, yeah, I'm excited to develop live stuff more, and it just it just takes time for me ultimately. Right, and do people like to come up afterwards and talk to you about your, what your music has done for them and blah 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 and all that is? is Sometimes, that yeah. I mean, I mean to be honest, like I'm always so surprised that I forget that that's like the point a lot of the time. Or, right. I have friends who are musicians who really like enjoy that aspect of it. And of course it's like, especially when someone's you can tell is actually really touched by it. Yeah. Um, it's, but it's so, it really is still like surprising because it's, it's so funny to be this character caricature of yourself and people thinking you're this person that, you're just so not, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's also, I am like, it's like, it's both, you know? Yep, so it's, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. It's that. a weird experience. It's, it's complicated for me, but it's, it's of course so sweet and right. Uh, yeah. I'm grateful. Well, that's interesting because that explains a lot about musicians and why they possibly are the way they are because they have this kind of dual identity going they're public or yeah they're private yeah. They're what yeah. They're, you know, hopefully so. i mean i think that's really important i think 
I think that's not like a form of inauthenticity to have right. like a, I think it's really like, it's healthier that way, yeah, especially with Instagram and how insane <laughs> that has become in terms yeah. of like persona and the blurred lines between. Yeah. It just, to me, I'm very glad that I don't feel, I don't fully really even relate to the person that's performing. Mm but it's just a different way to explore things. And it's easier for me to be almost the character of myself than myself. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Work for David Bowie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's a great example of that. <laughs> All right. Well, you have to bring your show down here, even if it's a one. I would love show. that. I know. I want to play in this room. Oh, you can. <laughs> I got a nice yeah. piano. It's tuned up. I would love that. <laughs> that would be fantastic. I love that painting too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Very good. All righty. Well, thank you very much for talking. Thank to you me. so much Appreciate for your it. time.